This is Nikki Bruno with the Epic Comeback Podcast, where warrior women who've gone through absolute caca give you advice on getting to the other side of yours. I'm super excited about today because I'm here with Virginia Gilbert, who has a lot to say about this topic. Virginia, thank you so much for being with me today. Hi, Nikki. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Um, just to let people know a little bit about me, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I'm in Los Angeles. I specialize in high conflict divorce and also sex and love addiction, which sometimes leads to high conflict divorce. Um, I'm also a freelance writer, and I recently published my first book, which is on Amazon. It's called Transcending High Conflict Divorce, How to Disengage from Your Ex and Find Your Power. This is also fantastic, and I'm so honored to have you. And I want to put in an extra plug for Virginia's book, which I have read most of, and it is gold. It's absolutely gold. If this is your topic, please, please read her book. And good things, better things will happen for you during the process of high conflict divorce. I can absolutely guarantee that. So thank you so much for that introduction, Virginia. I would love to ask you, as you know, this is a podcast by and for women who have gone through some really rough stuff, traumatic stuff. So I'd love to ask you, what have you personally experienced and what was the worst part of it for you? Right. So 16 years ago, I went through a truly apocalyptic divorce that I was completely unprepared for. I... My ex and I were not getting along, and I very naively thought we had two little children, that the conflict would die down if we got divorced and we had separate houses, and that was not at all the case. And I think what was really difficult for me was that all of the conventional wisdom I got from friends, family, and even therapists, it was not stuff, it was great for garden variety divorces, but it was not stuff I could apply to my situation. So it was a lot of, um, Things will die down over time when the divorce is final, the other person will get a partner and it will, they'll not be so angry and take the high road. And so none of these things made my situation better. The situation kept getting worse. So it was really the shame and isolation um, where I just felt like, why can't I fix this? Why can't I turn it into, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow's divorce? Um, and, it, and I would isolate a lot. I would sort of like withdraw from people, not my close friends, but I just felt embarrassed and I felt like I failed. So it was the shame and isolation that was the worst part. But I wanna say for the people listening that my ex and I now get along. We have an amicable divorce. We're able to co-parent our youngest child very effectively. And so I know it's possible to transcend these situations, um, but it comes with like finding the right resources. I think that's truly important because not all divorce advice is right for all divorces. Yes, yes, and yes. The bells are ringing in me because I think it's important for people to know, especially for people who are going through divorce, it is important for people to know that that not every divorce is what you're calling a garden variety divorce, which isn't to take away from the pain of people who are experiencing divorce, but, but there really are some differences. And, and in your book, right up front, you find the difference between say garden variety, maybe lower conflict divorce, less litigated divorce versus one that truly is high conflict. And that doesn't, as you're saying, die down as time goes by, the level of conflict doesn't. 
And I'm so excited to hear more from you because of the fact that you have gotten to the other side, even of that, even of that level of high conflict to where you have a, an amicable relationship with your former spouse. That's just amazing to me. That's miraculous yeah. to me. Like I'm bowing down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, if you had said this to me a few years ago, I would have said and it will never happen, but it did. Amazing. And I can only imagine what that took on your part, on your former spouse's part. And I'd love to hear from where you are now, notes from the other side. What is the best thing about being where you are now after everything that you have gone through? Yeah. So Nora Ephron, the great late Nora Ephron, who was the brainchild behind the HuffPost divorce column when there was a HuffPost divorce column, has the best quote about divorce um, that I really feel was true for me. And it was, for a long time, divorce was the most important thing about me. Now it's not. And so for me, and that's why I wrote the book, it, I really transcended a bad situation and it had defined me. My ugly divorce was somehow like linked to my identity and mm -hmm. it took up so much headspace. So on this side of it, like I have, it's just, it's literally like 50 pounds just lifted off my shoulders. I have all this psychological headspace to focus on other things. I feel really powerful because I went from somebody who felt scared and um, like I, I just couldn't get things to work out to somebody who acquired different skills so I could navigate a really tough situation. And now I just feel like, I do feel like a warrior. I feel like a better professional. I feel like a better mother, a better friend. I'm just way more confident. So it is a feeling of empowerment, but it took a while. Yes. And when you say it took a while, I have to ask you this. Approximately speaking, roughly, you were talking about divorce, Nora's quote about divorce being the most important thing about her. So for you, approximately how many years did divorce feel like the forefront for you? Well, I hesitate to say this because I, I don't want to scare people. And I think part <laughs> of it was I had very little kids. Um, yes. So there was a lot longer period of co-parenting, but I would say it took 10 to 12 years. Yeah. You know, even I want to say something about not wanting to scare people because I think it's important to be very brutally real and true. And I think it can actually be very comforting to know that someone like you, a marriage and family therapist, an expert on these topics that it took you a, a long time. You didn't have full control over the, over the situation, right? No. That's one of the problems is we don't have full control. Yeah. But I think that's sort of where my power came was admitting I didn't have control over it instead of trying to give my ex an epiphany or trying to like do or say just the right thing that would somehow magically fix everything. It was when I realized what I didn't have control over so I could focus on what I did have control over. That's beautiful. That's beautiful and very concrete. And where we're going right now is I would love to ask you, I'm finding that brave warrior kick-ass women have a tendency to travel in packs and to seek each other out. So I'm wondering, is there someone who perhaps inspired you during your journey, someone else 
who has gone through Kaka and come out on the other side has a story like that who would be a great guest on this podcast? Yeah, so Tina Swithin is, went through one of the worst divorces I've ever heard about. And she didn't have money, it bankrupted her. She didn't really have family around. She had a chronic illness. Um, and it was, I think it was about a 10 year long battle. And she's amazing. She wrote a book called Divorcing a Narcissist, which is really, uh, and then she wrote a couple other books and she has a divorce coaching practice, but for people who have the worst divorces, who are in terrible legal battles and trying to deal with the family court system, which is often mercurial, to put it mildly. Um, so she's amazing and she now has full custody of her kids she's remarried happily remarried he adopted her kids so um she's such an inspiration and a very nice person and i think she would be a great guest for your podcast thank you so much for that i really appreciate that virginia and i will certainly reach out and tell her i said hello <laughs> i will and i will learn a lot from her a lot a lot a lot so we've come to what for this podcast is the essential question which is our audience are women who are going through absolute, absolute caca right now. They're in the muck of the muck of the muck. So Virginia, based on your personal experience, as well as based on your professional experience as a licensed marriage and family therapist, what advice would you give to women who are going through it right now? And they're asking, how in the world am I going to get through this? How am I going to get to the other side? Right. Well, I think uh, it's helpful to think of divorce, especially ugly divorces, as a developmental task that you have to master. So to think a bit about it a little bit like adolescence, the, the people who navigate successfully from adolescence to early adulthood stop like blaming things on their parents and they develop their own identity and they're then able to sort of have a different relationship with their parents where they realize their parents were flawed, but, you know, they got good things from their parents and they go on and they kind of have their own successful life. So divorce is sort of similar. Like you really need to move from, uh, from blame to accountability. It's really easy to get stuck in blame, especially if, you know, your ex did a zillion things that were heinous and, and you did relatively few things that were heinous. But the thing about blame is it doesn't fix anything. It doesn't change the past. Um, I see a lot of people kind of get very entrenched in psychoanalyzing their ex and trying to give their ex an epiphany. And that's still kind of about giving your ex so much power, like blame is about giving your ex power. So the shift needs to be from blame to accountability. Mm -hmm. So sometimes people struggle with this. It's like, well, why do I need to change things if my ex was really terrible or I can't help? There's all these things that are out of my control. And that's true. But I think if you start to look at your ex as your teacher and your divorce situation as an opportunity to kind of burn off we, I mean, we all have character defects, like burn off the things that no longer serve us yep. um, and develop new skills and really take responsibility for the things you can control. So when people shift from blame to accountability, then they get to empowerment. Then they feel like they've, they're really sort of in charge of their own lives 
um, to the extent that they can be. I mean, none of us can, you know, control everything, but, but that's the key moving from blame to accountability to get to empowerment. What you just said right there is mic drop. Like if you're going through a divorce right now, or if you've been through a divorce, right? Because when the papers are signed, when the divorce is legally finalized, that doesn't end the situation, right? No. At all. I mean, particularly, particularly given your experience, Virginia, where the level of conflict continued, right? And it didn't die down. So it's your, um, your advice and is so, it's just such a reality. It really is such a reality. And I'd love to follow up by asking you, you mentioned that um, new skills are required and that we can look at our former spouse as our teacher and, and we, can we, can, we can develop some new skills. What are some examples of those skills? Well, I think the biggest one is learning to manage your reactions to your ex. Mm -hmm. um, so when we're upset, when we're triggered, we tend to have reactions that are sometimes beyond what the situation calls for. And that's when we invite conflict unwittingly, like no one's meaning to do it. But it's to really learn how to manage your reactions. So your ex can say something horrific. You don't have to respond in an escalated manner. But that requires using coping skills, maybe some trauma therapy, um, mindfulness. I really push mindfulness on everybody, which is sort of the ability to accept, accept life on life's terms and then manage your emotions and then focus on responding in a skillful way. So I'm saying this as if it's like easy, it takes a lot of practice, it took me a long time, but I know that it's possible and you feel so much more in control when you learn how to do that. Yes, and I would love to ask you this question too because the topic of control comes up a lot on, on this podcast. And I, I think that control is a word that has, that has a lot of negative connotations because people use control to dominate others, et cetera. But from a psychological point of view, I think that a feeling of control and a feeling of being in control is essential to our psychological health. Yeah. Being in control of something. So I wondered if you could speak to that for a minute, just about it being, it can be, a, it can absolutely be a positive skill, a, a positive quality, a, a, something positive in your life to be in control of your life? Well, I think people desperately need to feel that they have control over certain things. Um, so, but, it, you know, it's a little bit paradoxical because I think it comes with, it starts with radical acceptance. So it starts with being in the present and accepting life on life's terms as it is right now and not, I mean, you don't have to like what's going on and you can, I mean, it's very appropriate at times to feel sad or anger, whatever. So it's like accepting that without judging it and sort of observing that that's what's going on for you right now. But then focusing on, again, like the coping skills that, that we talked about, um, managing your emotions and then figuring out what you can control, which is always your own thoughts and behaviors. It's never the other person. Yeah. And it's not bad to want to be in control of your 
No. You want to be in control. In and of itself, it's not bad to want that, right? It doesn't mean that you are OCD, that, you know, that I'm just, I want to give, I want to give our listeners to, permission to want to be in control of your own life. Right. No, I'm all about advocating what you can control. It's just the difference is you can't ever control another person. You control your, your thoughts, your, well, you don't control your primary thought, but you can control your <laughs> secondary thought and your choices. Yes. And this certainly could be an entire podcast in and of itself. I really appreciate you, Virginia, uh, elaborating on that. It's something that I'm very um, passionate about and curious about myself. So we're going to totally change topics um, and talk about something, something silly, which is since we're about being epic on this podcast, if you could have any superpower, Virginia, what would it be? Um, you know, I don't know if this is, this is silly necessarily, but it would be really to be in the present all of the time, like 100% of the time. Um, I struggle a lot with perfectionism. I, I struggle with anxiety. So I will get drawn into thinking about the past or worrying about the future. And, you know, when I do that, I don't, I don't feel good. It doesn't fix anything. So I, lo I love um, the times when I'm really able to be the, in the present and be okay in the present and feel gratitude. So my superpower would be like perfection. Like I'm always in the present and feeling equanimity. That sounds really, really awesome. I would love to travel there with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Virginia, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being my guest today. Where can we find you online? How do we follow you? Right. So my website, which is virginiagilbertmft.com. Um, I'm on social media. Uh, so Instagram is at vgilbertmft. Twitter is the same. You can find my book on Amazon. You can just type in Virginia Gilbert into the toolbar and it'll come up um, if you can't remember the title, which is a little long. So that's how you can find me. Awesome. And all of this information will be in the show notes, including the, the title of your book. So no one has to worry about remembering. <laughs> awesome. So this is Nikki Bruno with Virginia Gilbert on the Epic Comeback podcast. For more information about staging an epic comeback in your life after a life-shattering experience, please go to theepiccomeback.com.